Welcome back to another Soul Eats first episode. I'm your host, Molly. I'm a certified holistic health coach, and I'm here to share new perspectives and knowledge around holistic health. My intention is to take broad topics relating to the mind, body, and soul and dissect them to create a better understanding of the world within and around us, learning how to tune into our bodies to truly feel good, confident, and empowered. I want you to have the knowledge to make conscious and mindful choices in your daily life that are aligned with the powerful being you are and return to nature's way real and raw. Let's get into it. All right, you guys, I'm feeling very good right now. I've been in a pretty good mental headspace all day long. Um, I've taken time to rest today, but I've also gotten a lot done and I feel like I'm coming out of a w- bit of a weird time in my life. Um, and I think that's like the most empowering powerful feeling is when um you feel like you're becoming yourself again um sounds cliche but you really do feel it and I felt that all day long today so I wanted to create this episode to kind of match the energy that I am in right now and so the title of this episode is reprogramming your brain to believe you are the shit and I'll explain what this means throughout the episode hopefully by the end you think you're the shit too and you think you're cool and you are confident um but I'm just gonna share some things that kind of helped me gain confidence and not question myself as much and just believe in myself etc so I'll start by saying I really did not used to think I was that cool or I was fun or I was funny and in a very non-conceited way, I'm kind of stepping into a new version of myself where I am learning that I am the shit. And you know what else I'm also realizing is that everyone else is too. I think it's so fascinating to meet people and realize they have a whole ass life behind them, like a whole life with all these experiences, all these people they've met, all the places they've gone. Like that is so cool. Everyone is just so unique, and I think there's so much to learn from other people. Um, But I think a good place to start is realizing how cool you are and gaining some confidence and becoming authentic so your heart is more open to, like, receiving other people's dopeness, you know? (laughs) Um, I don't know if you notice, but there's a lot of people these days on the internet that are getting famous. Like, I feel like everyone is famous. It's so easy to um, become famous or get a lot of views or blow up on TikTok or whatever. So I feel like fame has a different definition now. And I don't know what that is exactly, but like there's so many more people getting way more attention and likes and views than like Kylie Jenner. You know what I mean? Like, there's some people on TikTok that are, like, getting hundreds of millions of views, you know? Actually, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot, right? Yeah. Um, But fame used to be exclusive. But the internet is showing us now that fame is for anyone. And I think the key to, like, getting that amount of attention, whether, obviously, I know not everyone wants to be famous, but whether you want to be famous or not, is realizing that the internet And the world in general is pretty saturated. Um, You can get famous so easily overnight. Um, You can think of a new idea and I guarantee someone else has already done it or tried it or invented it or whatever. So the only thing left 
that will ever be valuable, in my humble opinion, is to be original and to be you and to be authentic. And that is it. Because no one can copyright that. No one can recreate that. Like whether you're doing something that someone already has done, if you're doing it in the most authentic, original way possible, like that is amazing. Um, But I feel like people's attention spans are getting so like small and yeah, people just, I think everyone's seen everything, you know? Um, And so, yeah, like I said, the only thing left to be is you and original um, no one can, no one can replicate you. Um, and on another note, I think everyone is searching for their life's purpose and seeking to be understood and valued. But the way to find out what your life's purpose is, is to find yourself. And the only way to get out of the addiction of wanting to be validated all the time and understood is to value who you are. And if that means like no one else on the planet understands you, so be it. You do. And that there are definitely people that will resonate with you and you literally have a tribe that's waiting for you to tap into yourself so they can connect with you. You are the shit. Um, and I know like everyone's more interested in quick fixes, but I feel like this is just very varies from person to person because it varies by the experiences that you've been through or, you know, the self-limiting beliefs that you hold. We all have like traumas and baggage. We all have years of past beliefs that are just burned into our brain all the way back to childhood. But our body is so magical and our brain is so magical and knows exactly how to just regenerate and recreate new pathways if we are just willing to do so. So, even if you have limiting beliefs just burned into your brain, a little tender love, attention, care, acknowledgement, like those can be patched up and you can send those off and create a load of new space for you. And you get to be, you get the chance to be who you deserve to be, you know? Um, I don't think we realize like how much we're holding ourselves back and I don't think we also realize how much we play the blame game on all these external things Um, and like how much we lack focus on like what we can control like we can control how we perceive things and how we perceive people's opinions and attitude in society and stuff. Like I personally feel like I just used to be in such a victim mindset. Like I would always blame stuff on society. Like this world doesn't work for women. It's on a man, man cycle, like, which is very true. And I do mention sometimes too, but I don't really dwell on it anymore if that makes sense. And like this society makes it so hard to just live and exist and make money. And society always just makes us, you know, brainwashes us to buy into things to continue making us believe that we are inadequate or not pretty or less than and that we need material possessions to feel fill these voids that we don't know are actually there and to be satisfied. And like I said, like that used to be me. And I feel like sometimes that still shows up. Like I said, I'm not an expert of this at all, but I'm just learning like everyone else. But that got me nowhere, you know? Like, 
it doesn't it doesn't do anything. Me complaining about all of those things isn't going to stop anything. Like I pictured like <laughs> just as a joke in my head, like society in, in general, as I mention it, you know, like society isn't fair. I pictured it as like, like an actual person or something like this whole society is like this like figure. And it's like, I was thinking like society isn't just going to come knocking at my door saying like, you know what, Molly, you've complained enough that we suck society sucks so we're gonna let you off the hook we're gonna tell you that you're beautiful and worthy every day we'll make it a point like no (laughs) no one is coming i promise you it's you that has to adapt and adjust your own perceptions and outlook and mindset and subconscious to believe you are adequate and that you are loved and that you are beautiful and that you are whole, and that you are powerful, all of those things, it's you. So we'll start by talking about one of the first things that I have started doing, Um, and that is viewing myself as my inner child. And I'm going to mention this first because I feel like it's like the foundation. And Viewing yourself as your inner child is so, so healing. Like, I cannot explain. Um, And there is a lot about the inner child out there right now, which is cool. This concept has more of an awareness behind it. But for me, I was just kind of a dorky, dirty, little weird kid. Like, I was always playing in the dirt and just, like, weird and kind of goofy, which I know all kids are. But this will make sense, I promise. Um... I guess I always just felt a little out of place no matter how many people I had around me. And I kind of realized that more now is because I was always so, I was like, so, what am I even trying to say? I was such an overthinker and I was such an analytical little kid. And it makes sense now because I am that way, but I didn't know what that was when I was younger. Like I would just be I was so sensitive and I would literally feel the energy in the room and be very affected by it and always be worrying about um you know if I was too messy or too loud and stuff like that um but yeah so with that I was I was just pretty sensitive and whatever and I feel like I was a very extroverted child but I kind of used that as like a defense mechanism like trying too hard to do the opposite like be really loud and see if people like that you know and I think a lot of adults thought I was funny and so I kept doing that blah 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 um but with that like I always instinctively chose to like I guess I should say more subconsciously chose to only have like one friend and taught myself that I only needed like one friend because I was convincing myself that I wasn't worthy of having a group of cool friends like the soccer girls or the dance girls um so I feel like I did that to protect myself from rejection and then fast forward to high school I did have a lot of friends but I felt mainly because I was on a team of some sort I just always had this underlying feeling that I was just a little bit out of place um but I did have a good life, so I won't discount that. Um, But 
I feel like I always had a sense of inadequacy. Like when I hung out with people and they actually wanted to hang out with me back, I would feel this like surge of adrenaline. Like these people actually want to hang out with me. Like I don't have to convince them to hang out with me. Um, because that's like my inner child and it was always feeling unworthy. And so when I started doing work on my confidence and things like that, I would just picture myself doing it for her. Like little baby me would be so proud that I'm, I'm, I feel worthy now. Um, and I want to be able to now acknowledge how I felt then and rebrand myself now to make my inner child proud and to also not carry those feelings of unworthiness through the remainder of my life. And especially if I have kids into their lives. So after I spent some time with this new mindset of like, first of all, I'm doing it for her because that like little me is so deserving and I am her now. So I am equally deserving. I've done a lot of work on this. I've done a bunch of like inner child healing meditations and journal prompts and stuff like that. Now I feel like I'm at a point where I'm like, people are lucky to be around me because I am the shit. (laughs) I don't know. And it's not in a cocky way at all. I'm just kind of being funny. Like I'm bringing like humor to this like kind of deeper stuff um, in a way because like I, I don't think like healing has to be so serious all the time. I think it can be like, just make a little game out of it and find whatever resonates with you. But I think after doing that inner child stuff, it's like you realize, oh my gosh, like I am just this human and I deserve love just as my little child self did. And I am fun and I am funny and people love to be around me. Like, It's just something that kind of comes naturally now that I've kind of done that work. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, how the fuck do I like find meditations on that and stuff? I would be more than happy to send you the guided meditations that I did, some journal prompts, anything like that. I would be more than happy to send you. Um, And I feel like it's an ongoing lifelong process because as you go through life, I feel like you uncover more things that relay back to childhood so like this isn't something where you're like one and done like my inner child is healed forever I'm perfect no it's it's like day-to-day things like you'll realize you know you do something you normally do or react to a situation um not ideally and you can kind of trace it back to like wait where is this coming from like was I neglected as a child like was I not heard did I not feel fully loved in my authentic self? Like, I feel like it's just daily things uncover this kind of stuff. So lifelong um, little journey. Um, Another thing I started doing was taking care of my body on a physical level. And that was for me, like food first. I kind of learned about nutrition and stuff like that. And then like self-care things. So to me, those are both physical taking care of my body things. Um, I started eating more clean once I, um, let's see, when did my journey with food start? I feel like it was right after I left. um, Like, so I was at the actual university, Washington State for like two and a half years. And then I got into nursing school like that 
halfway through the third semester. So, or third year of college. And it was when I left like that main campus and went somewhere else for nursing school is when I kind of started eating clean because I don't think that would honestly have been possible in college. Like I lived in a sorority, there was food prepared for you, which I'm incredibly lucky for. But I, moral of the story, started eating clean when I left that place. And it started making me feel good. And I started to find self-care practices that were fun and enjoyable for me. And um, it wasn't until kind of like recently, probably the past year, um, that I realized that those things can change. Like I didn't always have to do the same things. I don't know. I just had this vision like self-care is putting on a face mask. But I'd be like, I don't want to do a face mask. And then I would find other things that I like. Um, painting my nails or reading or taking a shower. I don't really like baths, um, dancing or whatever, just new things. Um, baking, even though I suck at it, it's really fun. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of ups and downs with food specifically. So this will all make sense. Hopefully you're, you're, you can follow. Um, like I had a lot of ups and downs with food and so a little while after I became like plant-based, I became a little bit obsessed with eating healthy. And so I heavily restricted for a really long time and I wasn't eating as much as I should and it got kind of bad and that led to a bunch of other issues. So then I became extremely anxious um, probably because I wasn't feeding myself and my blood sugar was all over the place. And um, I would have like these like, spouts of impending doom and self-pity like I don't know if it was depression I never got like formally diagnosed but I felt literally in a pit of despair very often and then when I wasn't I was super anxious so I started to notice like okay when I don't treat my physical body well my mental health goes down the toilet when my mental health goes down the toilet I am not really motivated to do anything when I'm not motivated to do anything, I'm not productive. And at that time, my worth was tied to my productive productivity for sure. Um, and so when I'm not productive, I feel like a piece of shit, which is the opposite of what I feel now about myself. So tracing it all back, I need to take care of my physical body. And so I just felt like, you know, it was like I had to really evaluate what was going on there. And so over time, I just developed this really strong sense of self-respect. Like if I kind of forget about one of these things and the whole train crashes or whatever, um, eating well and engaging in movement and self-care became ritualistic for me and very important. And it was because I knew it was the root cause to other things going well. Um, I feel like a mad scientist with myself. No, actually, I feel like one of those detective shows where they have the murderer and the victim and the suspect and the crime and the the evidence and they're like piecing it together with the red strings and the thumbtacks on the board and then they step back a few feet and they're like, oh, we got it. Like, that's how I feel. <laughs> I'm a detective. You should be a detective with yourself too. No one can figure this out besides you. Um, So with this 
whole newfound sense of self-respect, I started to just believe that I deserved it because for a while there, like, I was really focused on serving other people and making other people happy. Um, and so if I took care of myself, I could serve other people better. But then I was like, but I, like, part of that taking care of myself is deserving that I or realizing that I deserve the same treatment that I give to other people. So it was this whole like cascade, if you can picture it. Um, and I'm sure some of you can relate actually. Um, but yeah, I don't know why that was all so hard for me to figure out and feel, but I finally realized that I am so deserving, like so deserving. Um, And I think also, I just thought of this, like, I feel like you treat people better when you believe you're deserving because you truly believe other people are as well. Like, you know, we are all created from the same thing. So if you care about other people at all, you should really turn that inward as well and understand that you are completely equal to everyone around you and the more we treat ourselves better the more we can treat other people better um another thing that helps me sometimes especially when I get stuck or forget some of these things is that I will picture simply just picture not in like a morbid way but You know, if a loved one were to get sick or needed help or they were telling me that they felt inadequate, I, I treat them how, or I treat myself how I would treat them. So if a loved one was in this situation, I would nurture them. I would affirm them that they are a beautiful human and that they're deserving and that they, you know, if they were sick, I would give them what they needed as best as I could and I would care for them, words of affirmation, all of that. And yeah, they're deserving just because they're alive and existing. And so again, like turning that onto yourself, um, you are that you are deserving of the same treatment you give other people. Um, next thing is that, uh, following the whole kind of self-respect theme I well let's back it up for a second um I would say like three years ago is when I started to really become interested in like energy and the subconscious mind and I just became fascinated with it that I could actually help myself with um things like that So when I started to notice my energy and become aware of that and learn what it was, I started to realize that there was a sense of like, okay, I need to evaluate where my energy is going and who I'm giving it to and what gives me more of it. And this was honestly a huge thing when I um, started to party less and drink alcohol less often um like when I first started kind of um experimenting with this 
I would get like an invite to go out from friends or something and I would just say like, no, sorry, I'm gonna stay in. And I would literally feel like a total loser, like the biggest loser. (laughs) I don't know, like I would, I would just say over and over in my head, like they're gonna think I'm an absolute square, an old granny sitting at home knitting, doing nothing and being bored if I don't go out with them. (laughs) Like, But I wasn't, I would literally have so much fun with myself, you guys. I would have a whole night and I would love it. And it was fun. And so, like, time has passed since then. And every now and then, like, I would say yes. And I would go out and drink and do something stupid or say something stupid and be really hungover the next day and not be able to do anything. And my energy was so drained and, like, in complete disarray. So I would notice the pattern, you know, like, alcohol is a huge energy drainer. Like, I don't, I don't judge anyone who drinks. Like, I've drinking occasionally. And I just completely, I can't ignore it. <laughs> it's like a poison. It's an energy drainer. It makes, personally, makes me feel like I'm back in that pit of despair. It's obviously different for everyone. But now that, like, you know, time has gone on, this situation comes up. Sometimes, you know, people invite me to go out and drink and I, you know, I either decide if I want to go out and not drink or if I want to have one drink or like if I want to stay in, I just feel like that is that act of self-respect for myself and my energy. And I've done it over and over and over again. And I, I wasn't missing going out because I was accomplishing my goals. I was exercising. I was feeling very clear-minded and level-headed and my body felt amazing. And I was literally like losing alcohol weight and bloaty puffiness, you know, like alcohol puffiness, the girls who get it, get it. Um, but it was just proving to me that like me choosing my energy over, you know, looking like a loser and not going out is, um, rewarding me over and over again Uh, and with that the more that I would create my own little party at home by myself the more that I started to also attract friends who also like to have chill nights and it felt so good and I became more and more confident in myself and the decisions that I was making for myself and that I'm on the right path and I'm and that choosing me is serving me and benefiting me in more ways than I could probably even see right now um But yeah, I think just being confident in your decisions is huge. And speaking of confidence, I feel like that's inevitable to talk about on this episode. So like, you got to decide. Are you going to decide to be confident or not? I literally do not care who it is, who they are, what they do. If they're confident, they're attractive. Not only physically, but energetically. They're someone I definitely want to be around. And... The type of self-confidence that is so deeply rooted in self-love is so magnetic. And like, you know, some people are cocky and arrogant about their confidence, but um, they're just doing them too, you know? Like, I'm just saying like the real authentically confident, loving people 
don't degrade other people. They don't judge. They just chill in their own lane and they want to make other people happy too. And yeah, I want to be around that type of person and I want to be that person. And so like day after day, I'm trying to remind myself like, let's be that person. Like let's fill up our own cup. Let's let's decide to be confident. And I feel like honestly, the more confident you are like with external things, you know, like your decisions or what you wear, like the more confident you like act and yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But for me, like having more confidence just led to so many other healing things and like believing in myself and opening my heart up to other people because I knew I was protected in my own self and my own confidence, my own energy. And I even noticed like my shoulders like physically don't hunch over as much you know like I feel like when I was not very confident I would kind of close my heart off like physically and this is actually a thing your body language is so telling and now I feel like my shoulders are back and I'm open to receiving love and I don't act small I don't try to act small or weak and I just exist in my own fucking aura I think we all get caught up in the fact that we're not an expert or not, we're not good at, as good as this person at this or we're not pretty enough or we're not confident enough to wear this thing. We're never going to make it. And we just feed on that. So I just want to like challenge you to try some of these things out in your own way, whatever resonates because you're the shit and no one else can tell you otherwise. And I guarantee you you're going to notice like shifts in your energy and the way you carry yourself and the way you treat other people and the risks that you're more willing to take um because you just believe in yourself that you know even if it fails it's a lesson and it's not there's no such thing as failing it's just teaching you something but yeah I I hope this uh, resonated with you because you deserve to feel good in your own skin and feel empowered. Um, So I hope I could contribute to some of that today. And if not, well, I think I did. I I, I think I did a good job of like explaining what this process was for me and you can totally just take whatever resonates. Um... But yeah, confidence is hot. (laughs) It's attractive, energetically, physically. Um, Let's all be confident. Let's decide and let's like be original and be ourselves because the world needs you. Um, But yeah, that's all that I had for today. And as always, share this episode if it resonates. And I would love, 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 love to hear what you thought about this episode and just like you can dm me on instagram or message me if you have my number um it it brings me like an insurmountable amount of joy to hear that people are listening to my podcast like i do not understand like why I went so long without a podcast. I have always just been such a talker and I just feel like this is my shit and I feel really good doing this. So um, I just, I love hearing 
what you think about these episodes and I'm always open to suggestions of what you want me to talk about next um but yeah I hope you have a great day and I will see you in the next episode